Good news, bad news, part two. The Great Reset is back on Grand Fork's best source. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition is in the studio as always. And by the way, The Great Reset today brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And by the way, Executive Properties also does garage door repairs and replacements. Get a hold of them, all right? Uh, Boy, I tell you what, if you want to get a hold of us, feel free to text or call our number here at the studio, 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. And this show will not be on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah, they they have no sense of humor at all. But if you want to listen live, you don't have to use those. Uh, You can go to gfbestsource.com. You can click listen now. It's all live. If you would like to chat, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. Uh, We're now on Rumble, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. So there you go. Before we get too much further, let's do it. It's time now for Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Let's see here. David, you've um, heard of Murphy's Law, haven't you? Yes, sir. Uh, Whatever can go wrong or if something can go wrong, it will. will. Um, Have you ever heard of Cole's Law? I don't think so. It's uh, thinly sliced cabbage. (laughs) Cole's Law. I like that was good. Cole's law. It was a good one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that really was. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Um, a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, Joe's approval rating still hovering at about forty percent approval. Um, also, Joe and, and I can't figure this out um, because unless he's embarrassed of his son, um, got a four-year-old granddaughter named Navy. Uh, that was he just admitted to this just the other day. Don't you think, oh, by the way, yeah, Hunter's got it. I've got another grandkid. Her her name is Navy, and she's four. He just admitted it the other day. I don't know what the big secret was about that. Um, Here's something that (laughs) infuriates me. Maybe he didn't realize it until just the other day. That could be. Who's this? Army? What? Marines? Oh, Navy. Yeah. Um, Anyway, (laughs) listen to this. Joe Biden blocks federal funds from schools with archery and hunting programs. Uh, Department of Education is withholding federal funding from hunting and archery programs in schools, signing a bipartisan law passed last year that tightened restrictions around gun purchases in the wake of a deadly school shooting in Texas. Now, you bring this up to the people in Texas, because how many schools down there do you think have archery and trap teams? Uh, Anyway, a spokesperson for the Department of Education said that after the 2022 Bipartisan Safer Communities Act passed in the wake of the massacre at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, requires the department to withhold certain grant funds from archery and hunting programs in schools. Now, the specific provision in the act was an amendment to the Elementary and Secondary Education Act that prohibits federal funding from going to programs that provide to any person a dangerous weapon or training in the use of a dangerous weapon. Because we all know that bows and arrows are dangerous weapons and they can lead to mass killings, I'm sure. Uh, The department's documents say that the grants can be used to invest in high quality teaching and learning, including by implementing culturally and linguistically 
linguistically responsive teaching practices, uh, among other uses, including physical education programs. But the physical education programs cannot include hunting or archery programs, which is included in the prohibition on training and the use of a dangerous weapon. Now, a dangerous weapon is a weapon, device, instrument, material, or substance animate or inanimate that is used for or is readily capable of causing death or serious bodily injury, except that such term does not include a pocket knife with a blade of less than two and a half inches in length. Uh, the document says citing U.S. law. So really a butter knife could be a, a deadly instrument. A fork could also be. But um, Can I just comment on that? You sure quickly, can. Uh, John? Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of the, you know, those, the story of the, the, the little meme or whatever about the the sheep the the flock of sheep mm-hmm. who that was attacked by a wolf you know the wolf came in attacked one of the sheep uh killed it ate it yep the other teeth saw that and the teeth the 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 sheep, sheep. observed that the wolf had sharp teeth so in order to protect the rest of the flock all the sheep had their teeth removed wow <laughs> That just, but it's kind of the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Um, you know, I know so many kids. Um, well, archery for one thing has been taught forever. Um, I, I don't think somebody's going to walk in with a bow and a quiver full of arrows and and uh, start killing people in a school. But now, um, trap league has gotten huge in the United States. You know, it gives some of these kids that that don't maybe like sports, aren't that great in sports, but still can do stuff like that. Let them have fun. But, but this, no, this whole story brings up a philosophical question that's really significant. I mean, philosophy philosophy is not insignificant, John. Mm-hmm. It's actually critical to understanding life and reality and existing in our world. You know, when somebody gets a PhD, you know what PhD stands for? Regardless of the field of study, PhD is Doctor of Philosophy. Oh, yeah. That's what it's yeah. that's what it is. Sure. Mm-hmm. In other words, they have a deeper understanding of something. And the and the thing that that this story brings to light is our lack of understanding. Why wouldn't we want to teach children, uh, students, certainly at the, the middle school or the high school level, um, how to, to to be trained to use a dangerous sure. weapon? Sure. So does this mean gun training is getting thrown out of these oh, schools of course. too? Well, you know, I don't. Th- yeah, absolutely, it is. But the, the point is, why wouldn't we train our children? Mm-hmm. How to defend themselves. Sure. Why wouldn't we train them, whether it's with martial arts, whether it's uh, edged training, you know, yep. with the edged weapons mm-hmm. or, uh, or you know, batons. And, or... and of all states that this started from was Texas. There's probably more guns in Texas, <laughs> I would imagine, just so, about any other state. Yeah, so, the, so what you read was that they, they're not going to allow f- federal funding mm-hmm. to go to any school that has a program that teaches, what, hunting or archery? Yep. Because they're yep. considered dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous weapon or training in the use of a dangerous weapon. Yeah, and, and so so why wouldn't the federal government, if they were obeying the Constitution, the Second Amendment of which states very clearly uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, mm-hmm. the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah. The that very simple statement, the the 
that it's necessary to secure a free state. In other words, for <laughs> us to remain free people, we must be able to keep and bear arms. Yes, of course. Absolutely. So if our federal government, who supposedly operates under the control and authority of the Constitution, was actually doing that, they should be offering more money to schools that mm -hmm. teach how to use dangerous weapons. Right. You know what? I'd also like, I think it's funny, the term dangerous weapon. I'd like to know their definition of a safe weapon. What's a safe weapon? <laughs> what is that, right? Because <laughs> we're, we're okay with safe mm -hmm. weapons. We just don't like dangerous yeah. weapons. Yeah. Right. Um, two more quick things. Uh, John Kerry, I don't know if you've seen that, but um, he's demanding agricultural emissions cuts, uh, and, and he's getting blasted for it. He's... He's trying to do is bankrupt the American farmers is what he's trying to do. He's trying to get these. He's trying to say and implement that farmers need to cut all of their emissions. Uh, you know, I, I've already heard that this whole argument on electric tractors and crap like that. It's not going to work. If your tractor, these huge million dollar tractors, say it runs low, battery goes dead. How the hell do you get it somewhere to charge it? Are they going to have a little charger that you can put in your back pocket to charge these? Of course not. But anyway, um, you know, he also forgets to tell people that he's got his own private jet while his wife has her own private plane and they jet set all over the world. But that, you know, there's no emissions there. And uh, finally, director Oliver Stone, I like the guy. Uh, he's done some great movies, Midnight Express, uh, Scarface Platoon, Born on the Fourth of July, The Doors, Nixon. Um, now he's saying Oliver Stone regrets voting for Joe Biden saying Biden may lead America into World War III. So he's, he's now, he regrets voting for him. But that's all I got. That's all I got on Good News, Bad News Part 2. Oh, well, that's <laughs> it. I guess the show's over. <laughs> you know, and these are things that you hear a little bit about. I heard about the gun and the archery thing last night. And um, all I got to do is... In, my mor in the morning in the computer, I'll just type in Joe Biden news. <laughs> I could go all day. Just all day with the dumb stuff. But we have a topic. I'm a little surprised that Oliver Stone actually publicly admitted that he voted for I Joe know, Biden. I know. I mean, how could anybody with a half a brain vote for Joe Biden? That's what I want to know. I don't. How could anybody vote? I mean, really, how could anybody vote? When you have a choice between Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden, if you look at the, you know, forget the noise that mm -hmm. comes out of mm -hmm. CNN. Forget and Twitter all those, and all that crap, yep. All those X. people. Yeah. Uh, who would ever vote for that guy? I mean, you know, it would be a, it would be a hard, it'd be a hard decision if it was Joe Biden running against George W. Bush, you know, for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I, I think, I, yeah, that'd be, that'd be tough. Now, now, did you like Trump before he was president? I voted for him because I was convinced that he... Okay, I started off as a, as a never-Trumper, right? So let's just so get that on I. the table. So right? was I. Yep. Never-Trumper. Mm, couldn't I stand was him. one of the original... No, I couldn't either. Um, but a conversation that I had with, uh, with Senator um, Kramer, Kevin mm -hmm. Kramer. Actually, he was a congressman at the time. I think it was before... I think it was before he uh, was elected to the Senate... Because I think he became a senator this in, in 2016. Okay. So before that, he was Congressman uh, Kevin Kramer. Anyway, uh, I, t I, I asked him why he was endorsing Trump because it really bothered me. And he told me that he had talked with some people who knew Trump very well, who'd known him for years, close friends of his, and he asked them questions. And the answers that he got kind of um, surprised me. <clears throat> so 
I then talked to a friend of mine who's also a client of mine. We do film production for his company. And uh, he said that he that Trump was one of his clients. Oh. Uh, he makes his company, um, Dakota Peaton Equipment, they make turf uh, equipment, equipment oh. for top dressing sure. uh, golf courses mm-hmm. and sports fields and things like that. And so Trump, they make the best, it's the best, they, they're, in, they're in Minnesota, they're in yep. East Grand Forks actually, and they make the best top dressing equipment in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. They, It's amazing, right here in East Grand Forks, yeah. best top dressing equipment in the world. So Donald Trump wants the best, so he buys his top dressers from, uh, from Dakota Peaton Equipment. And he's met Donald Trump, and I said, you've met him? And he told me he was voting for him, and this was when I was still against him. Mm-hmm. I said, so... Th- have you, you've talked with him? He said, oh, yeah. I said, what's he like? He said, he's a nice guy. He said, he's just very, you know, he's very down to business and gets stuff done. But he said, you know, David, I was talking with him. when he said, I was in the lobby of his, his, uh, his golf course, uh, one of his golf courses, and it could have been Mar-a-Lago. I don't know. And he said, there's a lady that worked for him in housekeeping, a Hispanic woman, and she was walking by, and Donald Trump is talking to me. And he said, excuse me. Hey, Rosa. I said, Rosa, how's your, he said, how's your daughter feeling now? And she said, oh, she's much better, Mr. Trump. Thank you so much. Yeah, she's, is she, is she, go, is she feeling well enough to go back to school? Yeah, yeah, she's going back to school today. He said, okay, that's great. Thanks. I said, wait a minute. This, he knew the name, first he knew the name mm-hmm. of a woman that works for him in housekeeping. He's Donald Trump. He's a multi-billionaire. And he knows the name of some woman that works in housekeeping. Not only did he know her name, he knew that her daughter had been sick. Mm -hmm. And he stopped this conversation he was having with his friend of mine to ask this woman that changes sheets on the beds at the the hotel Mm -hmm. if her daughter was feeling better. And I thought, wow, that sure isn't the Donald Trump that we see on TV. Right. Right. That you're fired. That guy. He's not that guy. He actually cares about these people and knows them by name. I said, "Okay, that was kind of a that that was kind of a mind blower for me in terms of my impression of Donald Trump." And then I bought his book, "The Art of the Deal." Yep, and I read it, and I and I, I just, you can't read that book and not understand that this is a man who truly loves America, right? And so that was it. I said, "Wow, he loves America. He gets how China is destroying us. He understands how business works." He's a master at pulling together people who hate each other, getting them all to the same table, and getting them, getting them to talk mm-hmm, to each other mm-hmm. so that they can come to a, a solution to whatever the problem is. Yep. And, hey, guys, let's make it. Let's do a deal here. And he does that. I said, you know what? We could use someone like that in Washington, D.C. Sure. And he went to – and so I voted for him enthusiastically mm-hmm. in 2016. And he went there, and he did things that were – that you know, people said were impossible. You know – Nancy Pelosi said it's impossible to renegotiate NAFTA. Guess what? President yeah. Trump did it. Yeah, he did it. Lots of things that were said were impossible that he did. And, of course, all that stuff is hidden from the yeah. American public because the press and the globalists hate him. You know, what bothers me is I will talk to people about Trump and they'll say, oh, I hate him. I hate, can't stand him. <laughs> no. Why? Oh, him and his Twitter and all that crap. And I go, well, what about the job he did running the United States? Oh, I hate him. Well, that's because you have no idea. <laughs> you have, have no, idea. no idea. You're letting these people 
pour you the big old glass of Kool-Aid with ice in it even, and you're drinking it, and you're slamming it by the pitcher, and you all you hear is womp, 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 Twitter. You know, yeah. you, you look at the facts. Look at, I, I mean, they're all there, all the stats, the facts, everything. When Donald Trump was in office for those four years was the best time that the United States has economically probably ever had. I mean, it was the only time in the history of our country we were 100% self-sufficient. We did not need anybody or any other place, and we were just fine. And now look at the shit show we are in right now we, with our president. Well, we, we've always, I mean, we've been agriculturally uh, independent mm-hmm. for a long time. President Trump made us uh, independent in terms of energy. I've mentioned before on this show the only reason for the existence of the Department of Energy is to make America energy independent. Yeah. He not only made us energy independent, he made us energy dominant. He yeah. made us a dominating force in the, mm-hmm. in the world. Well, of course, Joe Biden has reversed all of that. Yeah. And, and now he's trying to, and now they're trying to destroy American agriculture as, as well, as you pointed out at the beginning of the show. Um, but he, the, the, one of the problems that is that most Americans are so lazy that they don't do any research on their own. They listen to what they're told by CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, uh, you know, all of the, 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 the networks that used to be somewhat trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. There was a time mm-hmm. when, I mean, they've always skewed things the way that they want them to go, but there was a time when you could get fairly reasonable reporting from, from them Unless it was something really big that they wanted to, you know, manipulate you on, but that's not even true anymore. Yeah, one of the one of the best morning shows, uh, number wise, when you when you look at Arbitron and Nielsen ratings and things like that for years, uh, was the, a local morning show in Grand Forks here, who uh, finally ended up uh, after Trump got in office, they ended up getting dethroned from the number one morning show, and um, I am pretty positive it was because they were so liberal. That's all they talked about. That's all they did was was play these Donald Trump jokes. And um, since I happen to be on the receiving end of that, because I was on a, on, a, on a morning show that was, you know, we we went against them. They were our competition. And I loved it because these people got so sick and tired of hearing it and listening to this garbage that they were trying to feed down everybody's throats that they finally said, we've had enough. We're going to switch. And lo and behold, they got knocked off at number one, and that's why. So uh, people, we don't need it forced down our throats. You know, the, the mainstream media already does that. You know, the thing, the, the worst part is, David, and we talk about this all the time, it's so easy to force things down these people's throats because, yeah. like you said, too lazy to spend a couple of minutes a day, find out on your own, do a little bit of research. Heck, if you've got a smartphone, that's all, that's the tool you need to find out pretty much anything. So if you, I mean, you said dethroned, that makes me think about the, you know, the, the, I'm just going to make this statement. I mean, it's true. We can back it up and we could spend hours giving examples of it. <clears throat> but uh, uh, the media, the, 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 the news media in America, the mainstream news, or as Sarah Palin refers to it as the lame stream news in America today, um, uh, is not news anymore. It's, it's um, it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is propaganda. It is manipulation. It's mind control. It's uh, brainwashing techniques that they use. Um, 
repeating the same nonsense over and over and over and over and over again, trying to make Trump look like a liar, like a like an idiot. I mean, I've talked the same thing when I talk to people. Oh, I hate Trump. Really? Why do you hate him? Oh, I just they have no reason. Yeah, exactly. He's just an idiot. Okay, well, give me an Fine. example. What are you yeah. talking about? <clears throat> like what? They have nothing. <laughs> Not, I know. They never have anything. The only one that actually came up with anything was my next door neighbor who, <clears throat> who said, well, you know, the 20 years or 30 years ago when he was in New York, you know, doing his business, he used to call the radio stations and he'd say, hey, you know, that Donald Trump, he's a really nice guy. Okay, well, first of all, I don't think he ever did that because <laughs> Donald Trump has such a distinctive voice. Yeah. He's not going to fool anybody, right, right. <laughs> even if he thought to do that. But let's say he did. Let's just give mm-hmm. I said, have you heard a recording of that? He, no, he hadn't. He just heard that. I just heard it, yeah. Let's say that that's true. Boy, let's I just, wouldn't like him either. Let's just pretend that's true. <laughs> yeah. I said, so because of that, he's a personification of evil. He said, that's right. I said, wait a minute. You know what that's called? That's called self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And most people hire someone else to say, oh, yeah, that Donald Trump, he's a great guy. He just, if he did it himself, okay, so what? Big deal. So what? Yeah. Isn't he entitled to his opinion? Can't he share his opinion? <laughs> well, but he's not saying who he is. Okay, so what? Is that really, I mean, does that even rise to the level of lying? No. No. <clears throat> if I want to call, hey, hey, I'm on GFBS right now, right? Mm-hmm. This is live, right? We're live, yeah? Yep. Uh, David Waterman's a great guy. <laughs> what, did I just become the personification of evil if I said that? <laughs> what if I actually believed that when I said it? I mean, who cares? Right, right. That's a non-issue. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But here's what the media does. They take an, a, a statement that Donald Trump made, like um, the whole thing that went on about the you know tearing down the statues, the Confederate statues, uh, and there was a big protest about that. You remember that? That was, that was during his administration. Sure, yep, yep. <clears throat> Taking away all our world history. Charlottesville, I think. Um, and, and, uh, and he said, and there were these, these, these white supremacists that showed up, mm-hmm. and they were protesting. Yep. And the press said, so what's your, uh, what do you think about this, Mr. President? He said, he said, well, there are good people on both sides. And they made this huge deal about... He thinks that there are good people on board. He thinks that these white supremacists are good people. And they, they talked about that for weeks. Only here's the problem. He didn't say that about the, the white supremacists. The question that they asked him, what do you think about this, was when it was two groups, the people who had gotten a, an official, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, they, they'd filed for, to, have a pro, to have a protest yep, yep. with the authorities, with the police. So they got their permission they were registered to be there on that day. And the people that were saying, uh, so that the people that say we want to take down these statues, the people that say we want to keep these statues, they both were peaceful groups. They both had filed with the proper officials to be there and have a legitimate protest yep, yep. to keep them or to take them down. And they, that's what Trump was asked about. President Trump, what do you think about this? Well, I think there are good people on both sides. Sure. Good people on the side of removing them, good people on the side of keeping them. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. The white supremacists showed up later. The press then covered that and then played back his clip mm-hmm. saying there are good people on both sides. Yeah. In other words, and that was a that was a lie, that was a deception, a distortion. Because Trump was not talking about those two groups. He was talking about the original two groups. Right. 
They do that kind of thing all the time. Recently, uh, uh, Joe Biden was in England and, uh, you know, he's meeting with King Charles, formerly Prince Charles. Yep, yep. And at some point, Biden just walks off head, just was walking like, you know, five paces ahead of the king. <laughs> just kind of wandering around aimlessly. He didn't really look like it. I don't know. Someone said there was ice cream over there or something. I don't know what happened. Squirrel. Forgive me. Uh, and and the, what does the press report about that? Nothing. They don't say a thing. But when President Trump was visiting England and he's meeting with the queen and she and his troops, the, her troops are all lined up there. And she asked him, would you review my, would you review the troops for me? And he says, I'll be, I'll be honored. And so he steps and he starts walking down. And for, for a few seconds, he was walking in front of the queen and he realized what Mm. he was doing. He stopped, let her catch up. And then they continued from there. They made sure that they chose an angle that made him look Mm -hmm. like he was way ahead of her. Bad queen etiquette. And that he had suddenly, yeah, now he's Mm -hmm. disrespecting the queen when, in fact, she was the one that asked him to review the troops. Yeah. So they do that kind of thing constantly. Sure they do. Constantly. Mm -hmm. And most Americans are completely oblivious to what's going on. The manipulation, uh, they're completely uh, oblivious to that. There's a guy named... uh, I can't remember his first name. It's not Jeffrey. It's like Jeffrey. His last name is Rinsberg. He's an investigative journalist. He wrote a book called The Gray Lady Winked, and I highly recommend it. It's extremely well-written, well-documented, and well-researched about the New York Times and how the New York Times manipulates and lies constantly mm-hmm. about major world events and that they literally shape World events. They don't. The New York Times doesn't just report; they actually manipulate and control world events, and they control the way that people think about world events. So, um, and he 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 said that it's uh, you know that it's wrong because that's not the role of a journalist. The role of a journalist is, is to report what's going on, right? Not to manipulate it. They, the, New York Times. They were New York Times was a huge fan of Joseph Stalin. Mm-hmm. They were fans of Hitler. They were fans yep. of some of the. They, they, they've, anyway, uh, read his book, The Gray Lady Winked. Uh, it's, it's excellent. But we need to be aware yeah. that we're not getting real news right. uh, through the, 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 the mainstream press. Uh, speaking of news, good news, bad news, part two continues. I tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to take a quick little break here now, but uh, we've got a couple of things that we want to go over here real soon uh, on The Great Reset, all right? But right now, I want to talk about All for Heaven's Cakes right down here in the back north side of the uh, Grand Cities Mall. I'm telling you what, the best cupcakes and cakes or cookies or whatever that you can get. Maybe you got a special occasion coming up, a family reunion, a wedding or something or a birthday. Or maybe you just want a treat. You can order them. You can walk in to find out more. Uh, If you're a business owner, check out your employees' monthly discounts for your employees. Yeah, treat them to something good. They're on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 4, Saturdays, 9 to noon. You can call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or go to oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Unbelievable stuff. We love it. Good news, bad news, part two, the Great Reset with David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition in the studio. A couple of things. On your uh, little list that you sent us yes, uh, earlier today, David, um, global warming, it it, it continues. <laughs> Actually, the global warming. 
hoax the warming, continues. The global warming hoax continues. Yeah, and 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 the reason, of course, that they, so they changed that they don't like that term anymore. Mm-hmm. Global warming, right? Because um, because it's clear, true scientific data shows that the globe is actually not warming; it's cooling, and it's been cooling for yeah. years. Yes. We're in a very big cooling trend. Uh, it doesn't matter how we might have some really hot days in places like Texas and Arizona. Mm-hmm. That's actually common for them. Sure it and is. If, and at some point, they, we, they break records, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember a few years ago, we broke a record for how hot it got uh, in the summer in North Dakota, mm-hmm. in Grand Forks. And then a few years uh, before that, we broke a record for how cold it got yeah. on a certain yep. date in North Dakota. Yeah. Guess what? That happens all sure it does. the time. Yep. I all- actually heard this morning on the news that it was a guard, a school guard crossing or whatever in Arizona. Yeah. Their shoes actually melted to the pavement and stuck. The bottoms yeah. of the soles stuck to the pavement. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I was talking with a friend of mine in Arizona uh, just a couple of days ago, and he said that his, he, he said his, his brain had stopped working. He was out trying to... F- Get his uh, get a vehicle running. It was things that is 109 degrees. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, he's out boy. working on his car, and he said people are just staring at him, like, "What's wrong with you?" Right? Um, and then he came to his senses and went back inside, where it was air conditioned. But uh, the, the records, weather records are broken. Higher, highest, lowest temperatures all the time mm-hmm. for any particular date. You can find that all the time. But what the so-called news does with the lamestream press does is they they'll pick something they'll find one of these peaks one of these these moments of oh wow it got really hot and then they act as if that's normal yeah what what's what's going on i i think we're good aren't we power popped in the whole entire mall so i think we're good yeah it's just a little yeah maybe they're doing a test run for a brownout (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they got a guy working. I think he's putting up security cameras all over the place. But uh, ah, well, yeah, that's, we need more. Well, this, the CCP is going to love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, you know, I before we go on, I just want to ask this because I mentioned it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here, John. Um, have you seen it yet? The Sound of Freedom. I have not. Ah, Dale, have you seen it? Started driving last week. Started the the drive-in. No kidding. I don't wow. know if it still is now, but it was last. last okay, Friday. and you saw it. Yep. And what'd you think? Um, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, very heavy-duty stuff. Yes. I was I was surprised that they're, because usually they play family movies or, like, big action blockbusters at the yeah. drive-in, but it just worked off my schedule to catch it there, and, yeah, yeah, you know, it was bringing awareness to the thing that, you know, they're talking about at the end there. The guy did that very heartwarming message yes. and that credits about, you know, all the roadblocks yes. they had to do to get it out in the theaters. Right. And, yeah, and then while I was in the middle of doing that speech, someone knocked on my windows, and they're like, can you give me a jump? I left my something. Oh, yeah, I was oh like, my oh, goodness. Geez. of all the times. But I helped him out and all that. But no, no, of yeah, very, very powerful. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I good. Mean, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, That's, but you know what I mean. But yeah. you're really glad you saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wouldn't you recommend it? Don't you think that everybody should see that movie? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dale. Yeah, I, I plan on great. it. I lo- yeah, you really should. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to be in theaters, right. but it's it's really important uh, to for people to become aware because awareness equals uh, an added level of safety for you, your loved ones, sure and society. Mm-hmm. Right? When everybody knows who to watch out for, what kinds of manipulations they use, and that's the same thing that we talk about here every single week. Yeah. 
We need to be aware of what's going on. We, we for two years, warned about masks. We warned about shutting down schools. We warned about the so-called vaccines, the COVID vaccines. And as you know, because I think you probably got more pushback than I did because, right? Because mm-hmm. you're on GFBS all the time and we... <laughs> <laughs> and people thought we were idiots, right? And they'd come on, you're a bunch of kooks, and why you keep saying that stuff? And then as the news came out over the next couple mm-hmm. of years that what we'd been saying all along was true from the very beginning. Yep. And you heard from a lot of people, didn't you? Who, I who said, sure did. And, and now I, I read again this morning, um, COVID, young, in shape, perfectly healthy athletes are still dropping dead. Correct. Oh wait, maybe I should rephrase that. They're in shape. They're they're healthy. They're professional athletes who were vaccinated right. are still dropping dead in their tracks. It's happening all over the place. And now they got this. What do they call this? Turbo cancer. Have you ever yeah. heard of turbo cancer until this time? Not no, because it didn't exist until now. Right. And now these people are getting what they call turbo cancer. And what turbo cancer is is all of a sudden you're not feeling well and. Boom, you have cancer, and boom, you're dead. It's not just cancer. It's a very aggressive cancer, which yes. is why they call it turbo cancer. Mm-hmm. It's aggressive. It's resistant to all cancer treatments that they've, traditional cancer treatments. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it kills people. And it's killing young people. It's Yeah, a, a lot of these athletes, they're in their 20s. I mean, that's young. And, but they're killing younger people than that. And when the, when the vaccine first came out, due to the research that Dr. Dan had done and uh, a lot of the reading that I had done with other, uh, about other from, written by other professionals, mm-hmm. doctors and scientists who said, this is going to cause cancer. Yeah. It is going to cause an increase in not just cancer, but it's going to cause cancer to the, the people that are in remission. It's going to come back. It's mm-hmm. going to come back with a vengeance. And we talked about that two years ago on this show, longer than two years ago. Uh, and, and again, who, what do we hear from the mainstream, the lamestream, the, the, the fake, phony press? Nothing. Right. It was crickets. And even when it started happening, it was still crickets. And then it was just, oh, we're conspiracy theorists, we're wackos, we're anti-vaxxers. The, the truth is always denied by them. It's always denied until it's unavoidably right, obvious right. to everyone, in which case they say, oh, we just didn't know. Oh, we just didn't have any idea that that was actually going yeah, on. I, I'm going to feel horrible about the people that were forced to get vaccinated uh, for their jobs. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of these people were my friends. And it's easy to say, well, let's quit the job. No, 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 no. If you have got a career, something, maybe it's going to be your career. You, you're, you're very comfortable. You're making good money. And they're saying, ah, oh, it's just a vaccine. It's just it's like getting the flu shot, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they're going to do it. I feel bad for these people who didn't want to do it, but they kind of got forced into it. And if something happens to them. Um, another one I'm going to feel bad about is I know a lot of people in the healthcare business. Um, I, know, I know a lot of nurses and things like that. And they believed in it, you know, like you should at that time if you were in the medical field and you didn't do your research and they have been all vaccinated they've been boosted and they've been all of this and that and and i worry about them i i'm just hoping everything comes out but you know all this the dangers and the failures of the vaccine and the lies it's all coming to light now but yet will we be able to well can they make this into a camp lejeune thing or you know thing like that where Warning, if you were vaccinated or boosted, you know, get a hold of Franklin Hansen and Hamilton, whatever. But um, is that going to happen? I doubt it because of 
the CDC and all of that crap. Well, I hope I hope that it happens because the people that did it knew exactly what they were doing. I believe so too. Yeah, the CDC knew, the big pharma knew. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, Pfizer knew. They're all they're just for the money. The here's the thing, John, and this is uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to hear, but it needs to be said anyway. This was not a, gee, we just don't know. We think this is going to be the best thing. Yeah. We've got no data to indicate that this might be harmful. From everything that we know about this, it's safe and effective. Look, Dr. Dan Stanislavski uh, wasn't connected. He didn't have millions of dollars and a big research lab at his disposal. But he didn't need that. He was able to read the research that's done by other scientists using the knowledge that he has of molecular biology and biochemistry. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a pretty deep understanding of that. He's got a PhD in it. Yep, yep. And he was able to say just by his knowledge of the human body and how biology works, how the how cells work, and how this mRNA, this this therapy gene therapy is going to work based on the published literature he was able to say this is a horrible idea this is going to lead to death and injury Mm -hmm. in the people that take it it's not a question of if it's a question of when it's not a question of who it's a question of how many we just don't know. I mean, we just don't know how many people are going to suffer. We don't know how soon they're going to have these negative effects. But we've been saying that on this show from the beginning. And so I was able to read, I'm I'm not a scientist. John, I was able to read reports written by scientists and and medical doctors who had studied this technology and said, this is a very bad idea. We should not be doing this. We have no safety studies at all. Zero. Mm, right. Zero safety studies. We're going to push this new technology on the general public. And we're going to say that it's safe and effective, even though we have zero data mm-hmm. to back up that claim. And that's exactly what they did. So it's not that there was no, there was no way for them to find out. Is it possibly? No, there was a way. And in fact, the knowledge base that was already existent at that time said don't do this it's a bad idea yeah and we did it anyway so i would say to those people who were forced to take it look unless somebody holds a gun to your head uh, you're not forced to do anything so if i was working in one of those industries i would have said i quit if enough people had done that the whole forced vaccination thing would have it would have stalled it would have fallen yeah. it would have just died mm-hmm the problem is not enough people are willing to stand up for what they believe. And that is the core problem. As we talked about last week, if you don't have a moral foundation for your life, if you don't believe in something, if you don't have firm beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, then you can be led to believe anything. Right. If you don't know what you believe and why you believe it, you're vulnerable to manipulation. And, and we've just seen that in mass in our country over the last, uh, you know, since the COVID, since the, what people are now starting to call the Fauci pandemic yeah. uh, first started in the beginning of 2020. Well, Big Pharma made a ton of money 
Hospitals made a ton of money. And, uh, everybody and, made a ton of money. And a lot of people died. And a lot of people died, and a lot of people still are, and a lot of people will still be for who knows how long. And a lot of people were I injured. Mean, it could go through the entire couple of generations. You know, you know? All the, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that it probably will. And now they're talking about ways of inoculating the general public uh, through the food supply, right? Yeah, yeah. They're saying, well, too many so people have an accident. Vaccine hesitancy was too great, so we're going to just put it in the food supply. Look, this is uh, this is Orwellian nightmarish. You know, this is horror movie stuff. Only it's really happening. Yeah, we live in a country where we have universities like Harvard and Yale uh, who teach law teach law students how to be lawyers. Um, Princeton, I think, is one of them as well. The law professors in these schools, John, you know what they're teaching about the Constitution? Did it even exist? They're teaching that it is, that it's outmoded, it's old, and it needs to be eliminated. They're literally teaching yeah. that our yeah. Constitution... What the country was based on. ...needs to be eliminated. Do you know what a law student has to do in order to become a lawyer after passing the bar exam? Do you know what he has to do? Hmm. He has to take an oath to the Constitution sure. yeah. to uphold the Constitution. Yep. They're graduating law students who are trained to believe that the Constitution is an outmoded and evil device right. that was created by white supremacists to keep the poor black people under, under suppression. Mm-hmm. These people are graduating believing that nonsense. They're becoming the lawyers so what, you think that, that, that they're going to be lawyers who are going to take up the cause against the communist tyranny that's, that's been invading our country for the last 40, 50 years? What are the odds of that? Right. It's a, it's a massive global, and I mean, by global I mean in every area of our lives, um, attack on what made this country great and free. And only when enough Americans realize what's going on and say, no, we're not, we're not going to tolerate that. Only then will it stop and will we be able to start making progress back to uh, a level of sanity that's going to be required for us to, uh, to survive as a nation and as a people. You know what gets me, uh, just to go back a step before we move forward, um, when we talk about COVID vaccine failures and dangers and all that stuff coming to life, but what gets me is... is we all know it's to me, COVID's a done deal. It's old news, but they're still doing studies on like sewer and wastewater and stuff to see if it's got COVID in it. Why are you going to go down to the sewer and get yourself a good old cold heap and glass full of crap water? No. What, what's the difference? Anyway, um, well, there, there, you know, here's a, a somebody writes in, um, yeah, let's see, if Biden says I'm not making this up, you definitely know he's completely making it up. Oh, sure. And then also this comment, uh, he says, Ice Cube turned down, yeah, Ice Cube, the rapper, right? Mm-hmm. He's a rapper. Mm-hmm. Turned down $30 million because he wouldn't get jabbed. Well, you can argue, well, he's already a multimillionaire. But, hey, $30 million, that's yeah. not chump change. Yeah, Blake Shelton just turned $30 million down, too, to CMT to do a project because of, uh, what's his name with that song we were talking about? They banned it, and um, he was his friend, so he told CMT, nope. I'm done. Not going to do it for you. 
Well, now they reinstated everybody, so we'll see. But anyway, yeah, thirty million is still thirty million. I mean, you know, uh, there you go. Because Ice Cube's probably got eleven teen kids. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I'm not a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. But if somebody offered me, I'm not even a millionaire. But if somebody offered me thirty, I'm just mi- in an air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a hundred air. <laughs> well, you're doing good. I, I, <laughs> uh, if somebody offered me $30 million to take that shot, just take one of them, just one mm-hmm. of them. That'd be tough. I wouldn't do it. It'd be, it it for wouldn't me, it'd be, be tough. tough. I, it, I, would, I, would, I would not hesitate to say no. Mm-hmm. I, I would I, say forget I, it. You know why? I still have things I want to do. Yep, true. The things in my life I still want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to check out. I'm not ready to get paralyzed for life yep i'm not ready to lose my sight i'm not ready to have a heart attack i'm not ready to do any of those yeah. things it'd be nice though to if you do work come in when you want uh it'd be nice to spend money on whatever when you want and not have to worry about it yeah well guess what john we live in america and here you get to choose what you do with your life sure sure and there have been enough people who've come to this country with less than you've got right now oh, okay yeah. let me just make this mm-hmm. statement don't mm-hmm. don't be offended People who've come to this country from other places with less than you have right now, and inside of 10 years, they are multi-millionaires. Oh, sure. Yeah. It, it's, you read about it all the time. Okay, what happened? Was it luck? No. It wasn't luck. They were probably illegal aliens, and everything was handed to them right off the bat. No, anyway. <laughs> they made decisions to do certain things, taking advantage of the freedoms that they have both both social and financial, to make decisions, to take risks, to pursue something that they thought was a good idea. Yep. And it turned out to be a very good idea. Yeah, yeah. And they became wealthy. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That story's repeated itself hundreds of thousands, oh, if not millions sure. of times throughout our country's history. People say, oh, Donald Trump was born into money and his dad gave him millions of dollars. That's not true. Yeah, he worked his butt off, too. He really did. Mm -hmm. He worked very, very hard. His dad may have loaned him some money to get started, but guess what? That's how most business runs. You go and you get a loan. Sure. You get a loan, your business does well, you pay it off. The way that banks are supposed to work, they analyze your objectives, your plans, your past. See and, and and then they make an analysis whether or not your business venture is going to succeed or fail, and then they take a risk lending the money to you to see whether your business will succeed or fail. And the banks that you know, a lot of time, I think that they tend to err on the side of caution probably too much. Yeah, but they help a lot of people succeed. The people pay back the loan, and then they they have all this. They have the tremendous mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. Um, that's happened over and over and over and over and over again in our country. And it will keep happening as long as people realize that that's the way that the system works. It's not, it's supposed to work, yes. Not give me free money that you yep. took from somebody else who mm-hmm. worked hard to earn it. Mm-hmm. That's not what makes right. America great. Right. And they never will. So the, the point of the podcast, you know, uh, good news, bad news. The good news is we still have opportunity. The bad news yes. is those, that window of opportunity is shrinking rapidly. Mm-hmm. And the goal of the people who hate our freedoms, who hate our liberty is to take it away from us by getting us to believe things that are not true and then to take action based on things that are not true. Uh, we talked about global warming briefly. Let me just, I'll, I'll just end quickly with this. I was going to read some scripture today, but I'm not going to do that now because we're out of time to really give it 
the time that it's due. We can come back to that next week. <clears throat> in the current issue of the Epic Times, and you know, I, I really do. I look, no, no news, no news organization is perfect uh, because they're all run by people, and mm-hmm. no people are perfect. But the Epic Times, I find to be the most reliable, consistently reliable source of true news in the world today, uh, or at least one of them. They're owned by people who, 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 who believe in a religion that I personally don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falun Gong religion, I don't believe in that. I mean, that won't get you to heaven. Okay. Uh, it might be a nice way to live here on this earth, but we're eternal creatures. Yep. Eternity awaits all of us. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and along with that judgment. Uh, so we better know what's true about who God really is and, and what we believe about him. Uh, but this, the Epic Times reported on um, <laughs> the dirt, the, the title of the, uh, the article uh, by Tom Ozimek is The Dirty Secret of Man-Made China Solar Panels. If you listen to the global warming alarmists or the climate alarmists, what do they say? What's the key to saving our planet? It's using renewable energy, right? Renewable meaning wind and solar. Yeah. And so, so analysis by a nonprofit research group uh, claims the United Nations Organization on Climate Change has been drastic has been drastically underestimated the carbon intensity of China's Chinese made photovoltaic cells. I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. There. So the, the, the carbon threat, as they pose it to us, first of all, is completely false. It's fake. It's, a, it's bogus from the word, from the, from the word go. It, mm-hmm. it's, it has nothing to do with reality. The idea that somehow carbon dioxide is a threat to our planet just because why? It's based on the, the fundamental principle is that carbon dioxide in the air uh, has the ability to retain heat. And, and therefore, it, it, if we have too much carbon dioxide, the solar radiation is going to cause that carbon <clears throat> dioxide to hold heat longer, mm-hmm. causing the Earth overall to, to warm. Global warming. And global warming. Yeah, is sure. Well, guess what? Yeah, carbon dioxide has been considered. It's a greenhouse gas. It, and it is. It's a greenhouse gas. Mm-hmm. But it is one of many greenhouse gases. Do you know what the most prominent greenhouse gas is on the planet? Methane. Oh, nope. sorry. Just go to scratch my ear and that microphone attacks me. No, it's not methane. Uh, no, I don't. It's water vapor. Oh, sure. Okay. That makes sense. We are, Earth is majority water. <laughs> majority water. Sure. Guess what the oceans are doing all day long? Kicking the Evaporating. Yes, yes. Well, maybe we can solve global warming by putting saran wrap over the oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. That's a good idea. Because there are many, many times, I don't remember the exact number, many, 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 many times, hundreds of times, I think thousands of times, uh, more, uh, uh, more concentration of more cubic feet of water vapor in the atmosphere than there is carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Water vapor can get pretty hot, I know. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've experienced steam just coming off the kettle steam on the stove. Steam will blow, can burn you really bad. Yes, it can. Mm-hmm. It can get hotter than, than water, sure. actually. Because yep. right? water becomes a gas once mm-hmm. it reaches a certain temperature, but the gas can get very, very hot. Uh, but, but it's not the water vapor that's the problem. That's not water vapor that can get heated up by the sun that's the problem. It's carbon dioxide. Yeah. Now, I wonder why 
I wonder why they decided to pick on carbon dioxide. Well, that's a whole other story. But the fact of the matter is that the amount of carbon dioxide in the air is a fraction of 1%, uh, as, uh, compared to other, other greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or the greenhouse gas, if you total up all the greenhouse gases, carbon dioxide is less than a fraction of 1%. Um, but, but it's a great way to control people by saying, oh, you're producing carbon dioxide, or this process produces carbon dioxide. So they're saying, well, burning coal or burning gas or burning anything creates carbon dioxide, so we've got to do something that doesn't create carbon dioxide, like, like, um, like make solar panels. And, the, and the, the point of this research that is reviewed in this article is that the uh, carbon dioxide, it, it creates, carbon dioxide's not a problem. But if it was, let's just say for, for the sake of argument that it really does cause global warming, man-made global warming. Mm-hmm. Um, says, people say, get the name of the man who's making this quote, um, Enrico uh, Mariuti. He argues this. He says, people say solar panels don't produce carbon emissions, but they do. And now, a major new investigation by Environmental Progress, drawing on the research of, of Enrico Mariuti, finds that solar panels made in China produce three times more carbon emissions than the IPCC claims. That's the International Panel on inter, Intergovernmental Panel on, on, on Climate Change, uh, UN body for assessing climate. That, that, that's the that's the that. The key propaganda organization in mm-hmm. the world for climate change, the IPCC. He says specifically, the IPCC claims that carbon footprint of solar panels, most of which are made in China, is about 48 grams of carbon dioxide per kilowatt hour. 48 grams of carbon dioxide. Now, to put grams in perspective, how do you figure out what gram is a is a measurement of mass, right? Or, or yeah, weight, weight, mass, yeah. Five grams is uh, a nickel weighs approximately five grams. Yep, it's yep. really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, an American nickel, mm-hmm. five grams. Doesn't matter if it's a Jefferson nickel, a Buffalo nickel. Sure, five grams. So think about ten nickels in weight. Mm-hmm. That's that's roughly forty-eight grams of carbon dioxide uh, per kilowatt hour. But the Environmental Progress said in a bombshell report, the research carried out by Mr. Mariuti suggests the true carbon emissions are closer to 170 grams to 250 grams of CO2 per kilowatt hour. So, (laughs) um, here's the problem. China doesn't make, Car- they make the majority of carbon panels, uh, uh, carbon panels, uh, solar panels in the world. Mm-hmm. You should call them carbon panels. Um, 97% of the global supply of solar wafers, a key component of voteo, uh, photovoltaic cells, are made in China. 97% worldwide. However, China's, China's growing share of the solar panel market hasn't come because of innovation. Here's what he says. Quote, the majority of experts consulted by the environmental progress by environmental progress, agree that China's competition, competitive advantage did not lie in an innovative, in, in, an innovative new technological process, but rather in the very same factors the country has always used to outcompete the West. 
cheap coal-fired energy, mass government subsidies for strategic industries, and human labor operating in poor working conditions. That's how China is able to produce all this cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. These cheap coal-fired energy, which, by the way, their coal-fired power plants, unlike ours, are not clean. They're very dirty. Right, yes. They pollute a lot. A lot of pollutants. A lot of pollutants, <clears throat> mm-hmm. including a lot of mercury. Yes. Uh, our so our um, coal-fired power plants, I know because I visited them when I ran for office back in 2012. Mm-hmm. I went up to... Uh, like Nelson and Bismarck, and sure. I visited the coal-fired power plant up there. It's pristine. Yeah. The white stuff that you see coming off the top of the... That's... It's steam. Yeah. Yep. In fact, they've done testing around U.S. coal... Because of the scrubber technology that we innovated here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we use on our coal-fired power plants. They did testing years ago, John, to find out what the level of mercury is in the atmosphere around coal-fired power plants. It's actually less than it is in other parts of the country. So where they're making energy burning coal, the air is actually cleaner in that area because the scrubbing technology is so good. Um, It's cleaner than air in other parts of the country. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Especially in other industrialized parts of the country. But not so in China. In China... They pump that pollution into the air. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't care. When he first released his independent report, I'm just going to read a little further. Uh, Mr. Mariuti said in a post on Twitter that he was motivated to publish his findings, quote, in light of the acceleration of European climate policy, which threatens to condemn Italy to irreversible decline. I would add, personally, it's not just Italy that's threatened to go into irreversible decline. It's the United States of America. If we turn off the tap to cheap and available energy, whether it's electricity or fossil fuels, our country will go into a state of not just decline, but eventually irreversible decline yeah. from which we will not recover. Mm-hmm. And that I, be- I fully believe, 100% believe, is the goal of the people behind. The- I think that they're psychopaths. And sociopaths, and I think that they want to destroy the world and take over uh, because everything that they do indicates that that's their goal. They want to starve people to death by the billions. And that's why, and so we hear you know, what John Kerry, you, you read the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, he wants to, wants to lock down farmers. Again, I said on the show a year and a half ago, that's coming, yeah. right? I said, yeah. mass starvation is coming because that's how you kill a lot of people really cheaply and easily. He goes on, in, uh, in, 19, uh, in, in 2021, this is another individual, uh, uh, Schellenberger is his name. He told NTD's The Nation Speaks that the economics of solar panel production, deployment, and recycling show that the technology has a toxic and dangerous dimension while its advocacy is driven by ideological leanings rather than by sound science. And here's what Mr. Schallenberger says. says, We've been in a sort of hypnotic trance. He said this at the time, referring to this back in 2021, referring to what he characterized as the misguided belief that solar power power is an environmentally friendly alternative to traditional forms of power generation, such as nuclear, or I would add coal. Mm -hmm. Quote, it's a spiritual pursuit, he said. There is the idea that 
will protect the natural environment by being dependent on natural energy flows like sunlight. It's not a scientific view. It's actually, it actually is worse for the environment, end quote. And you know what? It is. It's worse for the environment. What we're doing right now, here's what people fail to understand. And we've got, okay, so the show's just about over. Uh, I did want to mention Jake Wallin before we move on um, to our next week's show. Um, People don't, these climate alarmists and the people that believe in their message do not understand that the reason that the United States has become so environmentally friendly as a nation is because of the way that we use energy. Mm-hmm. In other words, cleaning our industrial pollutants before they're dumped into lakes, streams, mm-hmm. rivers, oceans. Yep. Cleaning the air before it go cleaning cleaning, cleaning uh, gaseous pollutants before it goes into the air and 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 causes damage to wildlife and human life. Uh, those technologies, John, require energy to work. We need to have this cheap form of, of energy in order to keep those pollution control measures in place. Yeah, we want to leave the earth the way it is. We don't want to ruin it. And so by cutting our energy production, by not allowing industry to have access to that energy, the earth is going to get dirtier, not cleaner. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the whole global warming thing, by the way, these people that are saying that, that the earth is going to, they've been making it. Here's the interesting thing. All their predictions have been wrong yeah. for the last 40 years. Yes. They've all been wrong. Yeah, they have. 40 years ago, they were saying we're headed towards a new ice age. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was terrified. I was, I was just a kid. I, I looked at these pictures and I, they, they've got a drawing of yeah. New York covered in ice. I was terrified. Mm-hmm. The same people are now saying that the uh, polar ice caps are going to melt, the oceans are going yeah. to enlarge and expand, and Rubbing the cities flood, are going to be going to Yeah. Someone pointed out recently that, you know, Barack Obama spent $12 million on his Martha's Vineyard home. Mm-hmm. That's oceanfront property. Yeah. Well, but Obama is saying that the oceans are going to flood and that all the yeah. oceanfront property is going to be destroyed. Yep. Why would he spend $12 Why million? Would, yeah, don't you think he'd build one up on a mountain? You would think. Yeah. <laughs> no, he knows it's a lie. <laughs> oh, of course. Just like John... John John Kerry knows it's a lie. Mm-hmm. They're, they all they're all lying to us, Greta. Um, we, we we need to say, hey, you know what? I'm not I'm not going for it anymore. Don't buy it. Right. Don't buy it. And push back whenever and wherever you can because it's our it's, it's truly our only hope. I mean, ultimately, Jesus is our only hope. Yeah. But in terms of surviving as a country, if we don't, each one of us, first of all, understand and establish a, a moral foundation in our lives, uh, a way of determining truth from lies and then stand on that moral foundation and push back against anything that violates it uh, we're history but if we do that which is what our founding fathers did we might last another hundred years and ensure liberty for our future generations fun today i like this 
Uh, maybe next week we'll talk a little bit about the truth of January 6th. I know we were going to try to get to that today, but um, yeah. hey, me and my monologues, you know, I kind of get us all screwed up there. But David Waterman, thank you. Um, very, I think this is a great show. Thank and you, and thank you for coming in again. My pleasure. Uh, I can't wait till next Tuesday. Uh, there you go. Good news, bad news. Part two, the Great Reset. Thank you to David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. And thank you to our sponsor today, Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Well, once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Uh, you know what? One thing nice about Tuesdays is we don't have a lot going on this Tuesday. I kind of like that. Have a great remainder of your day, everybody. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 with your update. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way. You know, we all know the Grand Cities are here. It's a place. Uh, but Grand Fork's best source is giving it an identity again. Have a good day.